the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Fellow redeemed, throughout the season of Advent, we often hear how this word, Advent, means to come to and arrive. And it's a fitting word for this season, season because it would have us focus on how Jesus comes to us. Last week's gospel, that is, Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem, had us consider how Jesus comes to us in his first advent. That is, he comes humbly to us. The Almighty, the all-powerful God, took on the form of the servant in order to redeem us lost and condemned sinners. That is, in order to purchase us back from sin and death and the devil. And he does this through his perfect obedience to the law of God and through the shedding of his holy and precious blood on the cross of Calvary. Today on this, the second Sunday in Advent, we continue to focus on the truth that Christ comes to us. And yet where last week we heard of his first Advent, this week we consider his second Advent. That is, Christ will come again. That your redemption is drawing near. Now, similar to last week, the gospel for this week places us once again during Holy Week. And this time it's likely on that Tuesday. Now, having already responded to the Pharisees and the Sadducees' attacks to trap him in his word, Jesus now turns his attention back to his disciples. As they're marveling over the beauty of the temple, Jesus instructs them that it would be destroyed. That the days will come where there will not be left one stone upon the other, and that will not be thrown down, as Jesus says. And not just the temple would be destroyed, but also Jerusalem. Jesus' words would come true in 70 AD as the Romans would lay siege to Jerusalem, take the city, destroy the temple. Yet the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple was an act of God, an act of judgment by God that ultimately points us forward to the return of Jesus on the last day. Now, there are a lot of misconceptions, false teachings about the last day, about the end of the world. Many people try to predict when Jesus will return, and yet Holy Scripture reveals to us that concerning that day or that hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Many Christians also believe that Jesus will secretly return and rapture them from the earth before setting up a millennial earthly kingdom. And yet, we're in the last days now. In our gospel for this day, Jesus says, there will be signs in the sun and moon and stars and on the earth, the stress of nations and perplexity because of the roaring of the sea and the waves. These signs are taking place now. 
We see them in eclipses and cause, uh, comets, storms and waves. And yet these cosmic and earthly events are preparing us for the ultimate catastrophe. As creation itself is torn apart. Jesus says, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Where Jesus' first advent, his first coming, was in humility, his second advent will be with power and great glory. Where his first advent was to save sinners through his perfect obedience and sacrificial death on the cross, his second advent will be to raise all the dead and to judge all people. No one will be able to escape this judgment. And when the Son of Man, that is Jesus Christ, returns, there will be two and only two reactions reactions to these events. Jesus says first, people fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. When God brings his creation to an end, it will bring terror and fear to those who have fixed their hearts on the things of this world. Their hearts will fail them from fear. They will see the universe being destroyed. And the false gods that they worship will be brought to nothing by the true God that they've rejected. Now, while people will be fainting with fear and foreboding, you Christians are not to be bent over in fear. You're not to be fainting for what's coming on the world. Jesus says that when you see all of these things taking place, you're to straighten up. You're to raise your head. Jesus, the one who has redeemed you from sin and death and the devil through his crucifixion and resurrection, has come for your final redemption. The final deliverance from sin and death that surrounds you. Now to help us understand all of this, Jesus uses a parable of a fig tree that's blooming. Now, when you see a fig tree, or all trees for that matter, starting to bloom, you know that winter is coming to an end. How we wouldn't love to see that right now. And not only is winter coming to an end, but summer is drawing near. And so it is that when you see the signs in the heavens and the earth, when the sun and the moon are darkened, when the earth quakes and storms raise up and waves crash, we know that the painful winter of this world is coming to an end and the joy-filled summer of eternal life in the kingdom of God is at hand. Our final redemption is drawing near. While the return of Christ is a source of joy and comfort for us Christians, Jesus does give us this exhortation as we wait for our final redemption. 
He says, watch yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and cares of this life, and that the day come upon you suddenly like a trap, for it will come upon all who dwell on the face of the earth. Now with these words, Jesus is warning us to watch ourselves, to beware of those things that can distract us from preparing our hearts for Christ's second advent. And yet in the rush of this holiday season, and in fact in the normal course of this life, with all the tasks, with all the errands that need to be accomplished, we see how easy it is for the sinful flesh to lose sight of Jesus. To set our hope and comfort and joy not on his second advent, but on, the, on those things that will pass away. Well, redeemed in this penitential season of Advent, and in fact beyond this season, Jesus would have us examine our hearts. While we confess that Jesus will come again to judge the living and the dead, do we see those cosmic events, those earthly events that take place around us as signs that he's drawing near? Do we really believe that Jesus can and will come at any moment? How will Jesus find us when he comes again? Are our hearts focused on his enduring word with all of its wonderful promises? Or are our hearts weighed down with dissipation, with drunkenness, with the cares of this life? And so let us repent of our sins and cling not to the things that pass away. First, Jesus says, heaven and earth will pass away. But let us cling to the one thing that will endure. That is the words of Jesus. It's his word that reveals that your worthiness to stand before him. Your confidence in your final redemption isn't found in yourself. It's found only in Jesus. He's the one who came to earth to face sin and its wages of death. And in the face of this sin and death, he didn't cower in fear. He stood firm in order to redeem you from all of your sins. He lived the perfect life of obedience to the law of God. He endured the Father's wrath for your sin on the cross so that you wouldn't have to endure it for all eternity. He endured death itself that you, so that you wouldn't have to face eternal death. He did all of this in order to redeem you, to purchase you back from sin and death and the devil. Oh, redeemed, Jesus reveals to us this day that the world is heading towards destruction. It is coming to an end. And yet, in the face of all of this, there's certain hope for you. On God's day of judgment. You can find confidence in your final redemption. The one who redeemed you. And the one who is drawing near. He marked you as his own in the waters of holy baptism. To your confession of sin. The one who is, whose return is drawing near. He speaks his word of forgiveness into your ears. A word that won't fade away like the vain promises of this world. 
And under the bread and wine at this altar, the one who's drawing near to you gives you his very body and blood to strengthen you, to preserve you through this evil generation and all the things that will take place in these last days. And so, straighten up. Raise your heads. Because your redemption is drawing near. Christ will come again on a cloud with power and great glory to take you and all believers to himself. And as surely as Christ rose from the dead, incorruptible, never to die again, on the last day, he'll bring full and final redemption to your body. These dying bodies will become immortal bodies. And with body and soul reunited, you and all believers in Christ will be without sin. You'll be without pain, without suffering, to live with Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our Redeemer, forever and ever. Amen. May the peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord.